Welcome to Political B-Side, the show where we explore the alternate scenarios in American history. I'm Nick Konopka. And I'm Carlo Andreasi. And Nick, are you familiar with a fateful day in 1981 where the bullet... Oh, oh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark came yes. out. Th- that is, yeah, the bullet. When he, Yeah. Oh, you're talking about that famous scene with where he shoots the guy with the sword. That's classic. I'm talking about the president guy. You know, he was shot, like, but he was, like, only, like, chafed. Oh, yes. I think he was more than chafed. He was on the verge of death. Yes. He um, he was, like, having a near-death experience. Like, an inch away, you know, the bullet would have killed him. So what if the kiss of death whispered onto Ronald Reagan 24 years early? Yes. And we got, like, what, less than a year of a Reagan presidency. Mm-hmm. And it goes straight to George H <laughs> instead of W. <laughs> H. <laughs> George H. Bush. Uh, so let's. Oh wait, it's George H. W. Bush. H. W. Yeah. yeah. How 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 would we distinguish the Bush presidency and the Reagan presidency? What changes? I think H. W. is a bit more of a pragmatist. Yeah, I mean, we watched the debate. So between the two in the primary, and mm. I mean Reagan, he's his classic Reagan. He's like, if you cut. The taxes on everything and everyone. Government is not your friend. We will prosper. We will win. And then George Bush was like, you're a clown. <laughs> you're a clown. Voodoo economics. He, I mean, he pretty much, he would just, I did not say that. <laughs> Hello, George. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> but he, um, he would just, I think he would tax the same, just a little less. Or, it, right, or you know what I mean? I think it would have been... It would have been a fair bit amount less. It would have been like a standard Republican presidency. Reagan Reagan was a bit off the charts when it came to how conservative he was economically. Yeah. You know, um, and it didn't help that he like threefold increased spending to the military while also massive deregulations, massive tax cuts. And then, of course, we had a recession in, what, 1987? So, yeah, six or yeah. seven. And uh, that imploded... In large part due to the fact that if you just cut taxes on large corporations, their incentive is not, oh, yeah, we're going to give all our benefits to our workers. Mm -hmm. No, you cut taxes on large corporations, you do all this deregulation, they hoard the money for themselves. Yeah. So Reagan was a sellout. Trickle-down economics is a myth. Uh, But... I think H.W. Bush still would have engaged in it. Yeah, and even so, I think the differences, even if he engaged in it, like, less so, they wouldn't really, like, you wouldn't see much of a difference in this timeline, like, mm-hmm. just, like, in a tactile way, because, I mean, the main effect of trickle-down economics not working is just income inequality is just, you know, less so, or it's more unequal today, because so, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of just a slow sort of divergence of, like the rising in income. So I think like what we would see, we'd probably see less billionaires. I mean, most definitely. So like if George H.W. Bush were president, you know, Elon Musk would have uh, $79 billion instead of $100 billion. (laughs) (laughs) He could have solved world hunger with 5% of his money. That is true. Yes. Um, But I don't know. H.W. to me, I don't know if he would have governed differently when it came to if he was actually in office, but I think it seemed to me like if taxes needed to be raised, 
you'd have done it. I mean, because he did. Yeah, he did when he was actually president in this timeline. Yeah. And he promised no new taxes. Sorry, but when the time calls you, you're going to have to raise taxes. Yeah, so that shows that, like, he will raise taxes, like, like even even though he said it, he was like, he knows there's, like, a need for it. Like, mm-hmm. if, if he didn't want to, he could just fall back on a campaign promise, but fall back on saying he made a campaign promise, but, like, he knew that it was something that needed to be done. We were in a recession. Like, he's pragmatic about it. Yeah. Like, he was talking to Reagan. He was, like, saying that, obviously, like, you can cut taxes all you want, but then the deficit's going to be higher. Like, right. he understands, like, there's, like, a purpose to this. It's not just, like, instant gratification of cutting taxes and, like, yeah, sure, you see it on your paychecks and your bills, but, like, nationally and on a larger scale, that's not going to be sustainable. Oh, yeah. The thing about Bush is the economy is a living, breathing thing that the president largely kind of doesn't really play their hand in unless they're doing, like, fiscal policy. Yeah. So tax cuts or increase or decrease to government spending. So when there was a huge recession, Reagan had to raise taxes, Mm -hmm. even though his big popular policy was massive tax cuts, which, yeah, it artificially made the economy look good in the same way that Trump had an economy that artificially looked good. But, of course, that's going to implode. You're just creating a big corporate bubble. You can't rely on these large corporations to sustain the weight of the entire economy. Yeah. So when Reagan eventually did raise taxes, it was unpopular. Bush had to come in and say, no, I'm not going to raise taxes. And he raised taxes. Yeah. So, like, how, how different of a presidency really is this effectively do do we still get a recession because i think we still get tax cuts it was like months before yeah reagan actually passed tax cuts that he got shot yeah the bill was introduced in july and reagan was shot in march and he would have died in march so i'm sure they were like thinking about it but like if bush steps in he would probably be like okay this is stupid like mm-hmm. reagan reagan has not been president for long enough to like have an impact like he, he's been president for like two months this isn't like, I can switch things up a little bit. So, H.W. Bush taking a different turn with his presidency, not cutting taxes as much, not mm. really pioneering the supply-side economics that Reagan did, kind of realizing, this is going to make us look bad long-term, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Do we get a second term of Bush, or is Bush too unpopular? That is an interesting point. I mean, Reagan won so much in both of his elections like he won by such high margins in both of his elections that i don't know if i mean it was kind of a backlash to you know the great society of lyndon johnson and like the policies of like fdr that at this point were just were what is this the 80s that's the 40s it's the difference between the uh 80s now like Mm -hmm. we're as far away from from fdr now or far away from reagan now as As reagan was from fdr so we're seeing like they were seeing the effects of the new deal just like we're seeing the effects of reaganomics Mm -hmm. so i'm looking at the electoral math oh yeah here for the primary it's i don't think because like this was really before the time when there was massive partisan divide the primary of uh, 1980 okay republican yes reagan won in a landslide bush won like five states yeah Reagan was just a popular figure in general. I don't think it had much to do with the fact that he was a Republican. He was. It had more to do with his trickle-down economics rhetoric, we're going to help the American people, 
then the economy was good and he was just even more popular. He was a personality first and foremost, and he talked, he, he was almost an outsider, even though he wasn't mm -hmm. like, I mean, obviously he was, he was an actor. I, I know, I know, I know my ways with the, with the camera and the microphone. I'm just a natural baby. Uh, Mr. Reagan, Mr. Reagan, yes. the unemployment rate is at 10%. Um, how are we going to sell this to the American people? Oh, well, listen to me. I'm going to get on camera with my cheekbones and everything, and I'm going to we say- We love your cheekbones, Mr. President. Thank you, sir. And I expect 10 more compliments by the end of the day. Of course, Mr. President. Anyway, um, to the American people, just- Look at your television screens. Listen to those synthy sounds and those new tunes you got nowadays. And remember, we are living in a material world, and I am a material girl. I, I don't know. I mean, when when the economy started getting bad, it was like at the tail end of Reagan's presidency. How how did he, how did he even fight that? I I, I wonder. Mean, his I mean, it was after his second reelection, so there wasn't mm. really. I mean, he didn't have to worry about re-election. Also, he was getting dementia near the end of his term. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it was a good thing that he got that. I mean, uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, but you saw, like, with Reagan's presidency, there was a big Democratic backlash. Like, mm -hmm. they racked up numbers in the House and Senate um, just against his numbers. And I'm going to take a look at his approval rating and see, like, how much the recession hit him or if he was just so popular of a figure that, like, it didn't really matter. Yeah, that's a possibility because I don't know how much I really do attribute the economy to Reagan. I, I feel like people just enjoyed seeing him on TV. Yeah, I mean, he I, he was, like, America's granddad. He was yeah. warm. He was He was fuzzy. He was kind of like Joe Biden today. If people liked Joe Biden, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, because pre here, let's let's look at this Gallup presidential approval rating. Damn, I mean, he was within like fifty to sixty percent approval rating throughout his presidency. I mean, he probably, mm. I think it looks like he hit seventy at some points. I mean, it it remained pretty steady. Yeah, you get down to like forty percent, thirty eight percent, like in nineteen eighty three when unemployment's really high. Mm -hmm. But I mean, even with the recession, he dropped. Uh, he dropped to the fifties, but um, maybe the, yeah, the forties. But like, it wasn't really that that low. So I mean, he. I mean, you see with George H. W. Bush, like obviously there there were some different factors with that, but his approval rating was a lot more up and down. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Reagan's was kind of steady throughout. I mean, it, it had its tip, its you know dips and everything, but. It seems like George H.W. Bush is like maybe he just didn't have the personality to no. kind of fall back on. I, I mean, kind of like he was the OG oil billionaire, George Bush. Yeah. Okay. Like he he was he was a big deal like in Washington circles. He really wasn't seen as like the people's man, mm -hmm. you know. So it does make sense that he wasn't nearly as popular as Reagan. So honestly, I'm giving him one term. You think? Yeah, he was just Reagan's vice president. Reagan got shot. And now it's time for some new blood. I, I, I mean, I mean, look at the, Ronald Reagan. He's the people's man. Look at this publicity <laughs> photo of him wearing a cowboy hat. That was probably yes. taken specifically for the campaign. 
I mean, this guy probably did not, you know. He did not own that cowboy hat <laughs> it, until he took this picture. That thing In fact, is, that, he never owned this cowboy hat. Someone gave him that cowboy hat. He got hat. that from the Warner Brothers <laughs> storage room. <laughs> In, in Irvine, California, that thing is clean as as a whistle. I think it makes me look just look just fancy. Ronald Ronald Reagan, I wear a suit and a tie. You wear a cowboy hat. You're not a Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> I am a I am a government man. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, yeah. So you think H W does win in '84? So we have yes. Walter Mondale. Don't know much about Wal- Walter Mondale against uh, Reagan in 1984, but I mean, he, it was a pretty decisive win. I mean, oh yes, oh yes, uh, one one state. Yeah, and I mean, he was Jimmy Carter's vice president, so I don't think he could win. Like, I mean, that's just like, I mean, mm. he was a he was a. I mean, you. He was the vice president to an unpopular president, so I don't like. I don't see why people would want to go backwards. All right, so we do get two terms of H.W. Then I mean, maybe it's less maybe. so, but like with the numbers that George or that Ronald Reagan racked up, I mean, it can't just have to do with Ronald Reagan at that point when he's getting eighteen percent more than uh, Walter Mondale in nineteen eighty four. Probably, probably. Okay, so eight years of George H.W. Bush. And what changes besides the economy? Because, I don't know, does does H.W. single-handedly tear down the wall? Just like uh, <laughs> Ronald Reagan single-handedly went over to the USSR. Oh, yes, hello, Mr. Gorbachev. I have a proposition for you. Please, please. Um... Uh, Mr. Mr. President, what what are you saying? I'm saying that. Uh, what? What? And I can convert you to so, capitalism while we're at it, Mr. President. I can take you out to dinner too. I I'll take down the wall. I'll take down the <laughs> damn wall. No, keep your clothes on, Mr. President. <laughs> And that's how I negotiated. And then I gave a withering speech to the American people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think H. W. Bush would have had the charisma to say, tear down that wall. Read my lips, America. <laughs> tear down that wall. I Maybe that would be his read my lips speech. But, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> the USSR was already dismantling at that point. Oh, yeah, the USSR dismantled on its own. It had nothing to do with America. The Cold War ended because the USSR broke up, because there were multiple sovereign regions in the USSR, and Gorbachev basically gave them jurisdiction over their own lands, and when they seceded, they didn't retaliate, so then you just end up with all these receding states until the USSR doesn't exist. So the tear down that wall speech was a complete stunt. It was completely just fabricated to make it seem like I'm Reagan, and I ended the Cold War. He knows knows how to work a camera. That's yeah, that's one I mean, thing for sure. I mean, he really shaped public perception with that. But um, I mean, Ronald Reagan, he was kind of at the time like people, like the Republicans, didn't want him to negotiate with the communists mm-hmm. because they were like communist bad, red scare. But um, so I mean, I'm sure it would still happen. 
I just think maybe it would take a little longer to happen just because you think George H.W. Bush would be less likely to want to negotiate. Maybe. I mean, I, maybe le- maybe longer is like five minutes, but like I, I right. maybe like just the it might go into another presidency. But if so, it wouldn't like make that big of a difference. I think regardless, the USSR would have been dismantled on its own yeah i think i'm talking I'm, i mean like a peace deal between the yeah. u.s and yeah. soviets it might take a little longer but other than that i think it's pretty much the same mm-hmm. i agree so moving on mm-hmm. the 1988 election yes what do we see well curious. so instead of uh george hw bush and michael dukakis you'd have michael dukakis and, and republican x yes what republican do we see honestly drawing a blank here yeah i'm not sure do we i mean let's see let's check the the republican primary for 1988 let's see if it was uh competitive bob dole maybe bob dole would have stepped in early bob dole's who faced uh clinton in 1994 i'm not i'm not so sure that H.W. is popular enough to where a Republican president would take place afterwards. I think we'd probably see a Democrat. Yeah. Michael Dukakis probably wins in 1988. Okay. And, I mean, he wasn't, there was, like, he wasn't, like, the most popular guy, but, like, his, uh, like, there was, like, he ran some ad during the campaign where, like, he was in, like, a frickin' tank (laughs) with, like, a, a, uh, like a bomber helmet on because like, <laughs> people thought he looked weak or something. And like that literally killed him. Like it didn't kill him, but like it, it like tanked his campaign. But like, Interesting yeah, know. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Yeah. I mean, he, it was kind of, I mean, he did kind of lose by a big margin, but it's hard to say. I mean, I guess George HW Bush was, I mean, he didn't get elected to a, second term in our reality so do we huh i think republicans were on a hot streak i mean i i don't think so not with hw well like what what qualities does hw have that people are like ah yes the republican party the 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 party of the ultra wealthy like just george hw would have done a terrible job at making himself look like the people's man he would have seemed like yeah yeah, I'm I'm basically a plutocrat. I think the way people have looked at him all his life, even when he was president. But also at the same time, I think like you're getting like he he lost his reelection because he raised taxes and mm-hmm. like people didn't want him to raise taxes. And that, I guess that's kind of what happened in 88, but the same thing but Reagan also raised taxes and Bush won in 88. So I think that the people see like the very short term, like oh my taxes are low. Yeah, it's just like it is today, and they base off of that. Whatever, however the economy is doing, it gets attributed to the president. And when people show up to the voting booth, they say, "Oh, who's in office right now? The economy is doing well. Oh, the economy's not doing well. I guess I'll switch to the it, like it's... that." That's just a common theme in general. Yeah, but I mean, this American this could history. be more tacked. To the president himself, just because of tax policy, because taxes are low. Because Reagan broke the mold. Reagan unapologetically cut taxes, and he cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations massively, and did a whole bunch of deregulation after that. Mm-hmm. 
It's nothing to the degree that HW would have done. That being said, there probably still would have been a recession in 87. Would have tanked H.W. Bush's and I think the Republican Party as well in general just isn't going to be popular at this time. And I think we're starting to see like the Republican Party go back, like kind of going on a sidetrack to like what it was before Reagan in a way because in a because half I would say the other half of the Republican Party is strictly following Trump's orthodoxy because and because you're not seeing I mean obviously like they people want low taxes but like it's more I I guess maybe I'm conflating spending and taxes Mm -hmm. because in that case the modern Republican Party and Reagan's Republican Party are the same because I mean Bush and Reagan were like fighting against that Bush was like you're gonna I mean Reagan raised lowered taxes but increased spending and i guess that's kind of like how it is now yeah what was the difference it was like 70 million versus 20 million Mm -hmm. how much they wanted to cut taxes so like there still would have been tax cuts there still would have been republican policy put in place that would have effectively had the same sort of effects it just wouldn't be to the same degree yeah so i think we're we're seeing a bad economy by the late 80s, except we don't have a charismatic figure in office and we don't have his VP running for president saying, I'm not going to be like him. I'm, I'm not going to give you any new taxes, no new taxes. Because H.W. Bush would have been in office raising taxes when need be, probably pretty unapologetically. So you're saying that uh, George H.W. Bush's vice president would run as Bush did for Reagan against Reagan, not against Reagan, but against raising taxes. Possibly speaking, I would I would say that Reagan's big promise was cutting taxes. So then, when he raised taxes, that promise was popular of H. W. Bush saying no new taxes. Yeah, because H. W. Bush probably isn't like a warrior for tax cuts. He he'll probably when it makes sense, sensibly raise taxes throughout the 80s. So... Less popular. Yeah, I, I would I would say the message of no new taxes, not only would it have been run dry in the Republican Party, but it just wouldn't have sold. Okay, I, c- I can get on board with that. So, a Democrat wins in 88, Michael Dukakis. Yes, Michael Dukakis. I... Don't know oh, let's let, let let's look at this guy. What what kind of voice does he have? Uh, I, I I've never heard this man talk. So um, um <laughs> uh, and I and I I'm not sure what we his. Don't, we're not going to look it up. We're just going to look at his face and say yes. We're going to look at his face and we're going to determine what kind of president I'm he gonna, is. How about let's <laughs> let's you you give your Michael Dukakis impression, then I'll okay. give my Michael. Let let me let me concentrate. All right, well, my laptop just died uh, shortly after I looked up who Michael Dukaki was. Dukaki. <laughs> Dukaki. Okay. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Okay. The S is silent. It's Dukaki. So, <laughs> Michael Bukaki. So, I was just uh, looking up Michael dang da da dang da da dang da da dang da da Particles. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to get that reference, but we're going we're gonna to leave it in anyway. Yeah. Use your imagination. Uh <laughs> Basically, you can't do an impression of him because he sounds like every other human being that uh, God hit the default button on. Yeah. So, uh, no, I don't, Bernard. 
Listen, I disagree with all this tax cuts and deregulation and stuff. That's crazy, man. Yes. And he was anti-death penalty because he was famously asked if his wife is Kitty Dukakis. If Kitty Dukakis was raped and murdered, would you support not having a death penalty for the killer? Like what? No. No, I don't I don't I don't, I don't think so. Um well, okay. In a way, kind of a genuine answer. I don't know much about this this candidate, but I agree with him. I mean, if you but it was a horrible the, question. It is a horrible question. Not even it's, because he's telling talking about his wife getting raped and murdered. It's like Yeah, like that's not how you you don't ask a holistic political question that way. Are you against the death penalty? If yes, explain why. Yeah. If no, explain why. If that's all you need to if ask. He said, if he said, yes, I support the death penalty, he looks like cold-hearted. I don't care about my wife. So you don't support the death penalty. What if your wife was raped and murdered? Would you support the death penalty then? <laughs> huh? 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe there were some Bush agents in the uh, in the panel there. Yeah. Okay. So, like, this is this is just no fair. Oh, you want to cut? Wow. You want to cut welfare spending? What if <laughs> grandma? What if gr- little old grandma Bushy, Bushy the grandma was uh, on Medicare? Huh? What if? What if? What, what are you gonna do now? Huh? Yeah. Like. But, yeah, I I'm principally against the death penalty, because I I don't believe in an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Okay, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. You know. Yeah. I I made that up. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> And blind and toothless. <laughs> but, so, if Michael Dukakis wins, he's got to deal with the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would engage in the Gulf War? Probably. I'm I'm of the opinion that Republican, Democrat, doesn't really matter. Okay, because he was kind of a pragmatist from what I read. He was kind of a cent- cent- centrist candidate yeah. for the Democrats, especially after two big blowouts from... Republicans, they needed a centrist. Mm-hmm. So I think he, I mean, he would probably be some, like, he'd be even more conservative than Clinton, probably. Probably, yeah. yeah I think there would be a, there would be a call for a change. Mm-hmm. But since H.W., I'm feeling like H.W. Bush is kind of like the last president in this timeline that, like, no one cares. In the same way, I feel like that was kind of H.W. Bush in this timeline. Like, he's the president you look back on, like, what did he really do? You can think of, like, two notable things by the guy. Yeah. There was the Gulf War and the war with Iraq mm-hmm. in uh, the early 90s. That was about it for Bush, though. Yeah. And Americans aren't really too keen on foreign policy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, H.W. Bush, I feel like if he was president taking place of Reagan, it still would have been the same type deal with, oh, yeah, that's our president. Yeah, you don't really think too much about it. It's just he's just there. He's he's the guy and he's the guy in office right now. There's no Reagan revolution. Mm-hmm. Reagan revolution. You get the you get the Bush, the the Bush breeze, the bushy breeze. <laughs> <laughs> it would it would be like if I don't know, John Kasich was president today instead of Biden or something. Yeah. Or but I guess John Kasich. John Kasich is kind of like the. The Republican version of Michael Dukakis. Someone who's just not controversial. Someone who's objectively bad. And if you're, like, into politics, you're probably going to recognize that. But someone who, like, the majority of Americans aren't, like, sitting there thinking, oh, man, this this president guy. Um, no, man, he, he's he got to go. 
Yeah, and that and that 1988 election is going to be uh, won by the Democrats on mm-hmm. the economy, like of like short term economic like things of just like oh they're raising taxes, let's do the Democrats. Mm-hmm. They'll, you know, raise the tax, or they'll like maybe it's just like they're not not they're not in power. That's how the voters are going to think about it. Probably they would have a different message. Yeah, I, I think they would pose more on the side of demand side economics rather than supply side. They would try and make the liberal case of these tax cuts and deregulations don't work. I would say Bush probably also would uh, ramp up uh, military tension with the the USSR during that time like Reagan did. Mm. So I think we still would have seen increase to the military budget, which would mean we would see an increase to the deficit. Not as much, though, because we wouldn't have the massive Reagan tax cuts, which long-term ends up being a good thing. Oh, yes. This is a a better timeline, I'm feeling. But we haven't Marginally. We haven't gotten past the Dukaki Chewbacca presidency. That is true. Um, so, what does Chewbacca do as president? Um, so. Okay, so my laptop is dead, mm-hmm. but what are you thinking for the 1992 election? I think, uh, that's, I think maybe Ross Perot would step in. You know, he's got his, I mean, because that's when he did before. Mm hmm. And but I don't think Ross Perot gets anywhere. No, but he had an effect in that he took votes away from the Republican. So I think did he only take votes away from the Republican though? I feel like there was there was appeal to Democrats with Ross Perot as well. That is true, but I think it was more like the Republican because uh, Bush got or sorry Clinton got forty three percent and uh, Bush got thirty seven. I mean that's a five percent difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess. I think at the time, Clinton was just popular because he was a new age Democrat. Yeah. Because they were trying to rebrand from the hippie movement, which is a big reason why Reagan was so popular because of the war on drugs and the Nixon rhetoric. And don't we have to do something about these hippies and these crime ridden inner cities? That was this time. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think Clint- Michael Dukakis Dukakis loses? I think Klockabadaki mm-hmm. probably would have filled that same role as Bill Clinton. Yeah, that's so what I, think. I might be thinking give him two terms, mm-hmm. unless unless he loses just because he's just like milk toast and yeah. Well, so is Clinton though, and he was extremely popular though. Clinton conveniently was president during the tech boom. Yeah, he was not, but he also was the outsider in '92, mm-hmm. and there was a budget surplus under his presidency. Yeah, so there's I, th- I mean, I feel but like he couldn't run on that in '92. So for strictly, true. if we're strictly thinking about the election of 1992, I'm thinking I don't know if d- he gets it, two terms. Does it flip the script and instead of getting a Republican or a Democrat in Clinton, we get a Republican in the second half of the? I'm thinking, yeah. So is this where Bob Dole steps in? Hmm could be i don't know it's hard for an incumbent to lose that is very general so what reason would spinabadaki have Um, to lose other than he wasn't a republican and for some reason people were looking for something different at the time well i think walkie talkie dukaki um he would just be like kind of generally like 
you know, straight down the middle, like approval ratings. Like, I mean, he Bush only lost because like he he you didn't read my lips hard enough and he went to war. So like, (laughs) like that's just generally bad. I mean, normally people like to vote for the incumbent, especially in a wartime, just like not to switch things up. But Mm -hmm. I think Dukakis could have like just won re-election, just like any other president who didn't have a fault, you know, Mm -hmm. like a big, that's true. Cause I I don't see him having a big fault. Yeah. Cause I don't, he'd probably like you think, I mean, he, would go to the Gulf War by your logic, and you know more about foreign policy than I do. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not preaching there. Okay. Uh, of my limited knowledge, I'm pretty sure the incentive to go to the Gulf War would still be there. Same with the war in Iraq. Hmm. But let's ponder this for a second. Yes. If Spinspocky mm-hmm. doesn't go to Iraq, we might not end up having 9/11. That is we interesting. Is Michael Dukakis our savior from nine eleven? If he doesn't go to Iraq, I mean, that was on Bush, and my knowledge. Let's my, let's my, have some fun with this. We yes. don't go to the Gulf. We, we don't have the Gulf War. Yeah, we don't go to Iraq. Michael Dukakis wins a second term. And then, and the tech boom happens at the end of his presidency. He's extremely popular. Another Democrat. We get another Democrat. Bill Clinton. Gets in 19- elect- Does Bill Clinton get elected in nineteen we, or in two in nineteen eighty eight? We potentially get Bill Clinton in nineteen ninety eight. Yes. All right. And let's go down this. Let's get on this train. We also do not see. Well, well, let's see. At the tail end of Clinton's presidency, mm-hmm. so it would have been in 1999, great year, SpongeBob, Slim Shady LP, the only Star Wars movie you've ever seen, yes. Phantom Menace. <laughs> um, we saw him repeal the Glass-Steagall Act, which major catalyst for the housing crisis mm. in 2007. It separated commercial investment banking. Okay. So Clinton gets elected in two thousand ninety six and two thousand and two thousand probably again yes we are on track for sixteen years of a Democratic president yes hmm no nine eleven no nine eleven well okay so the big debate going on at the time of nine eleven was on censorship mm-hmm. that debate would have still went on because nine eleven put a complete halt to it. So, they were they were debating violence in video game like this was the big trending mm-hmm. topic it was violence in video games violent movies and uh massive media effects that are harming our children then 911 happened and everyone just forgot about <laughs> you couldn't that. censor that on TV <laughs> um, but I mean I mean that might be just a smaller issue compared do you think he would repeal the glass steagall act um I would say... In, like, 2003 or something? Yeah, at the tail end of his presidency, that would have happened, I would say. So, it took 10 years from the... uh, So, does that mean the housing crisis would happen in 2013? I don't know if the Glass-Steagall Act was... Or, I don't know if repealing the Glass-Steagall Act was the end-all, be-all for that. Okay. I think... 
And because we don't go to war with Iraq, because we don't see the Bush tax cuts, I don't think we even see a huge housing crisis. Okay. We probably still see a recession of some sort, probably around 2010. Okay. But it would be for a Republican to deal with, possibly. Probably, because, I mean, I don't think. After 16 years of a Democrat, I don't think they're going to have. Oh, yeah. A Republican's winning in 2008. Yeah. We have John McCain. John McCain. And Barack Obama. I think it's John McCain. Uh, This time around, uh, I don't really have anything to go off of. Uh, Clinton, uh, approval rating, is dropping. Uh, uh, economy, it's looking kind of rough. But look, I am John McCain. We have had 16 years of of a Republican, sorry, a Democratic presidency, and I've had it up to here. And up to here is about mid chest because I can't raise my arms much higher than that. But uh. And we need to change. We need to change. Like Michael Dukakis was the maverick of his time. That's who I'll be. I'm a maverick in the Senate. I'm a centrist, but I'm a conservative centrist. I won't play to the party line. So we have President John McCain, just like the first episode. Just look where we've come. Full circle. And let's not forget the most important part, Vice President Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Listen, American people, John McCain has cut your taxes after 16 years of Democratic rule, and we are finally going to war with Afghanistan. Woo! Oh, my God. Yeah, I think... uh, And And then the... John McCain probably starts a war. I mean, listen, America can't just go... Without the war on terror, 9/11 doesn't happen, but there's still the incentive to go and jack the oil from Middle Eastern countries. Yeah. So how does uh, McCain do it? By any means necessary. Honestly, it might just be one of those things that goes under the radar. Uh, we might not get like an official declaration of war like we did in uh, the early 2000s with Iraq. And Afghanistan, it'll probably end up being something along the lines of us in Iraq right now. Because we're in Iraq right now. It's just not a declaration of we didn't legally declare war on them. Mm-hmm. It's just we kind of have bases and uh, we do drone strikes there. I'm not sure if we have troops in Iraq, but we do have military bases in over 90 countries. But overnight, over 90 territories in the world, we have military bases. And we're still doing, like, coup attempts and drone strikes, which I think now with uh, John McCain instead of Obama, John McCain is now just the pioneer of the drones. But also, I, th- I don't know if, if a president would be, if it would be smart for a president to go to war or even a quasi-war. If- right the if there's a recession the great recession happens early into his presidency there shouldn't be an incentive but i mean throughout the pandemic we didn't scale back our military at all we only increased our military budget over the four years of trump i think every year of trump's presidency we saw an increase to the military budget 
but I think I think a recession that big, like the biggest since the Great Depression, as it was touted, like I don't know if it'd be that big in this timeline though. That's the thing. Yeah, there's a lot of factors. No, no Bush tax cuts is huge. Uh, but I'm under the, I'm under the impression that, I just feel like if there's some sort of like economic crash, even to like half the extent that it was at that time, even for popularity's sake, I don't think going to war would make him much more popular. It wouldn't from make like a political standpoint. I don't think he would want to do that. Here's the thing: from a political standpoint, the president has been mostly keeping silent on foreign policy stuff. You know what would be the scare? Because I feel like the government always needs like to have a boogeyman. It okay. was it was the communists, and then now it's the terrorists. Uh, now in the modern Republican it's, Party, it's Antifa and the left. It's China now. It, it China. So. What would the talking point be in the Republican Party? And we can even extend that to the Democratic Party and the government as a whole. Yeah. Because, I mean, now... There's no 9-11. Because we, we didn't go to Iraq in the 90s. China? But was China to the point where it was 10 years ago? Probably not, no. It's... This is a... T- I mean, who... Yeah, who would be the... Bo- unless it goes domestic, kind of like a war on drugs situation, but that was during communism. War on drugs already happened. It would have happened under Bush. After 9-11, I think this is why Americans now are kind of desensitized to the fact that we're involved militarily in so many places. Because if you ask just two years ago, less than a year ago, before anyone knew about... uh afghanistan from biden pulling out of it how many people actually knew we've been in afghanistan for 20 years oh yeah i feel like the average american if you ask them who are are we at war with they wouldn't be able to tell you oh yeah afghanistan syria multiple proxy wars we're backing other countries like saudi arabia who fund terrorists that we fight in other countries it's all a huge mess and I think 9-11 not happening, they would just have to get more creative to get themselves into those messes. Because those, at the end of the day, are wars that we're involved in due to corporate incentive. It's the military-industrial complex. But I don't know what that... In- I mean, sure, I mean, he could be as horny for war as he wants. John McCain could, could be... He could want to bomb a village, but if he has, like, no reason to do so right. he can't just do it like especially without 9-11 without people being desensitized to foreign policy so i don't think he would go to war because there's like unless a reason presents itself and we can't really think of one right so it might just be like that like without 9-11 and without you know bush when we had bush without, or without the gulf war with dukakis like, our foreign policy is just, like, radically different than it is today. Yeah, we're probably much less of a global superpower militarily, which is definitely a good thing. I mean, we were th- we were still, like, a superpower in the 80s and all that before. Oh, yeah. But, like— But today it's just ridiculous. Our, our military budget is, like, larger than the top nine before us combined, and the majority of those are our allies. Yeah. That's how huge— our military is it's unfathomably large and it's mostly for nonsensical reasons 
And we're pretty, we'd probably be pretty isolationist in this timeline. I don't think we're going to be isolationist. I still think, I still think basically every president would have increased the military budget. I don't know what they would be doing with that military budget, though. It would probably be something just kept on the down low. It would probably be we invade here and there, but we just, you know. But probably no big wars, I'm saying. Uh, yeah, no big You're wars. Right. I'm sure the military budget, you know, increases. And, yeah. But I, I just don't think there would be a war. So I'm um, John McCain, would, would we have, would this be a one-term presidency because of the recession? Or do you not think the recession would be as bad? I don't think the recession would be as bad. By 2012, I'm not sure how uh, I'm not sure how popular McCain would be. Yeah, the economy would probably start to, because we would have 16 years of a Democrat, but it's not like we would have 16 years of like economic prosperity. So do you? We think would have we... two very very moderate Democrats. It's, okay, so do you think McCain would win re-election? I th- I, th- I think he could because he's kind of moderate. He could kind of peel from the independent voters. True, but I'm saying at this point, we do see the economy start to dwindle. Okay. Even even if it's just like a natural recession, it would be like something like what Bush had to deal with in the 80s. Okay. So I mean, so what, what does but, the Democratic primary look like in 2012? Uh, probably Clinton. Yeah, Clinton's the heir to the throne. Yeah. It's the same thing. We get... This literally just ties into our first episode. We so, get we get Sanders and Clinton four years earlier, just with no Iraq and with no Afghanistan, which changes things. <laughs> but yeah, I mean Clinton wasn't Secretary of State. No, not no nine eleven. That is so crazy to think about. We actually negated having to deal with nine eleven here, and it just it's I'm, unfathomable how the how the country would. It's hard to picture in America without 9/11. Yeah. It really was like a turning point in our uh the way we view politics. Yeah. So I mean that's a whole nother episode. What mm-hmm. if 9/11 didn't happen? Yeah. Um I don't know if that's something we, we want to touch into. I mean, on another episode that would require a lot of research, but right. cuz we're kind of drawing blanks at this point yeah. because of the import of 9/11. You have Bernie Sanders Four years earlier, explaining. Oh, you know what? I think this is Bernie's time to shine. It's Bernie's time to shine. You have, we have had 16 years of democratic rule, four years of John McCain, and now we see the economy is plummeting. Now, answer me this, Hillary. Can we really explain this recession by just one term? Of a Republican president. I don't think so. I think we have to look at the Glass-Steagall Act that Bill Clinton repealed in 2003 at the tail end of his presidency. Now look, I am not my husband, and I know people hate me because I'm a woman, and they hate me because I'm a woman, but I don't have an email server. I am not Secretary of State. No one said anything about your damn emails. Exactly. I don't know why you gotta bring that up. Uh, there's no such thing as my emails, and there are no emails. There's no Benghazi, frankly. So, I mean, I'm just hated because I'm a woman. So I have no reason for people to hate me more than that. So I, th- I think I'd do pretty good in this, in this scenario. Listen, 
Bernie comes in. There's no there's no war on terror, or at least like the 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 propaganda isn't there. We don't have a big massive propaganda campaign from Reagan about supply side economics. We just kind of see that the government is really corrupt. And it's very noticeable at this point, I think. People look at Bernie and they say, you know what? This guy's been saying the same thing for decades. And it still makes sense. And since we don't have the type of political turmoil we do today, I am making a declarative statement that Bernie Sanders wins this primary. Bold. (laughs) I just think, I mean, this goes against everything you've said on this podcast, on this program. What What does it contradict? When we we have a liberal president, the country gets more liberal. We just had uh, 16 years of the most moderate Democrats you could have. And then we have four. And then... And they're not liberal presidents. But, okay. You'd, Lib- have, you'd liberal- have an Obama after this. You'd have an Affordable Care Act after this. You wouldn't have a Medicare I for see- All. Okay, I see Obama as a Clinton, though. I don't see him as, like, I don't, I don't see him as, like, a, a ground shaker in the Democratic Party. But, I mean, maybe, sure. I, I, he, he, here's, but- what, here's what I think. I, I think this is very consistent with what I've been saying because oh. we have— He's a flip-flopper, people. He's a flip-flopper. We don't, have we have two Democrat we have two Democratic presidents. When I say liberal, I basically refer to a, a standard Democrat. I would refer to Biden as a liberal. I would refer to Obama as a liberal. I'd refer to Clinton as a liberal. When I say moderate, I'm referring to within the realm of the Democratic Party. Okay. So I think with the Democratic Party being the further left party and we still see rank corporatism from that party for 16 years and nothing changes with a republican president who's not really shaking the game up because he's just your typical politician i mean john mccain would basically just be like bush 2.0 you know so uh yeah bernie I think I'm, I'm saying know, Bernie's really popular here. You've convinced me on one on the fact you know people are uh, upset with sort of the corruption and the uh, bailouts of corporations and stuff like that. So I think this is Warren's time to shine. Okay. Warren Warren oh, le- okay. Warren okay. leaned much more into the corporate uh, the ec- like the very like economic issues of like. The Congress is being mm. bought, and like people are not making are making decisions based on, you know, the financial incentives rather than like your pocketbook. I think I think a Warren type message would win out in this scenario. And Warren was extremely popular for her positions on Wall Street, for example. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, her main issue when campaigning was essentially banking i think war, war, yeah. yeah you're i think you're on to something here i think this might be the time for elizabeth warren to step up even to the though plate. i don't think she, she even though i mean we'd have to like re- rework the timeline because she wasn't in politics or she didn't hold political office until like 2011 so 2011 True. or 12 or 10 but so we'd have to rework that but if not warren no but, but she did have a platform before then she was an academic so if she say she yeah. becomes a senator earlier than 
2010. She has some years in her belt in, in Washington. If so, I think she would have been a popular candidate. I think she would. But the thing about Sanders is he was an established senator. He was an independent from Vermont. No one knew who he was in 2016. He just kind of came out of nowhere. In 2016, the socialism stigma didn't really work as much as it did in 2020 at the very least. People saw Bernie as an economic populist. In fact, the majority of people who labeled themselves conservative Democrats voted for Bernie in 2016, which is really weird to think about. He didn't have the same voter base he did in 2016 as he did in 2020. When he came out of the gate, he just looked like the man of the people, like he is. I I think it would be more of a Warren, I think, because I don't think people would be ready for uh, sort of like a Medicare for all free college tuition platform Ooh. yet. I think they would. I, I, after, I, mean, I mean, I feel like the Affordable Care Act was kind of like a stepping stone for people to be accepting of that sort of thing. And I think if Warren ran like a more moderate campaign, because I, I feel like if Warren ran in 2016 or 2008, she wouldn't have ran on Medicare for all. She would have been like similar to Obama, but harder on corruption. So I just I think the incentive to be pro Medicare for all is just not being bought out because Elizabeth Warren's always been for Medicare for all. Like That's always been her position. But I mean, Obama, I mean, Obama's for Medicare for all. I just don't think that. He, I mean, he didn't well, ran. He didn't run on it. Yeah, I, I don't think he ever ran on it, so I don't. So I, don't I don't think, think I, I don't think I'm comfortable ascribing that to him that he is like deep down pro Medicare for all. I, I don't know. I think the political considerations outweigh. Like I mean, if you want to win in 2008, if you want to win in 2004, you're not going to say. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe he didn't believe that at the time. I mean, uh, Obama evolved in four years when he said that you know, uh, gay people should have rights. Right. I, I, I right. think he believed that from the beginning, but. Yeah, I mean, with social issues, it's completely different because there hardly is. There's no real money involved. There, there's no, there's no big gay lobby. Yeah, <laughs> the, there's no, there's no big homophobia. Oh yeah, wait, yeah, I said that wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, there would be a gay lobby if there was a homophobia lobby. Yeah. The 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 homo the the homophobia lobby was the fact that culturally, yeah, like homosexuality was like looked at as depraved sinful yeah. yeah so the corporate incentive was no we can't we can't accept that but once the gay rights movement started gaining traction and once obama endorsed it that's when the corporate incentive is to be socially liberal unless you're like chick-fil-a or something <laughs> where your business model is we are the conservative business yeah but so with healthcare it's all corporate incentive and the people who genuinely believe in Medicare for all, I don't think they're going to back off of that position just due to the fact that they are able to advocate for that position and explain that position. And they don't have the money behind them to change their minds. I think, I think someone would forego a controversial political belief to attain higher, higher office Bernie Sanders did do that in 2020. But he didn't attain higher political office. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Bernie Sanders' campaign in 2020 was more moderate than it was in 2016. He didn't say anything in 2020 about uh, breaking up the banks, for example. 
That's something he heavily campaigned on in 2016. So even Bernie, like, noticed the political calculation, dialed it back, and he still did worse. I mean, he did worse for a plethora of reasons. Yeah, but... I don't know if you could pin it on him not, you know, I, I being think, more moderate. I think him being more moderate was a political calculation he had to make due to the fact that in 2020 people didn't wanted to, you know, vote for the safe option. I mean, I think Kirsten Cinema. uh... I mean, she was a Green Party activist 20 years ago. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Money changes you. Oh, I don't think... I'm not saying she's bought and sold. I'm I, uh, Totally. She, totally. Yeah. To- totally. Same with Pete Buttigieg. I'm just saying, I don't think she's <laughs> totally bought and sold. I just think she's trying to be pragmatic. I think... Wait, I think, wait, wait, I, wait. How is Kirsten Cinema trying to be pragmatic? I think it's the rest of the Democrats that are trying to be pragmatic right now. Look, it's because Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin are the only two that stopped the reconciliation bill from getting passed. That's not pragmatic if you're looking at it from the perspective of, you know, a win for the Democrats. I just think she's, I mean, she, I, she, yes, she has, she has major influences from the big lobbies. She literally teaches a class on how to get corporate donors. That is true. But not how to get corporate donors. I think it's like it's it's grant writing or something uh, like fundraising. Uh, okay, but in the details of the class, it specified like yeah, there are no limits. Go, go, go high. You know, I just I just don't think that it's as plain and simple as I'm bought out because because I, I, mm. I don't because she was she was the same. I mean, not the same way, but she was somewhat. She had a similar ideology when she was in the house and no one's like, you know, there's less financial incentive as a house member or even a uh, state Senator or state representative, whatever she was in Arizona. The financial incentive was still there though. And she's gotten progressively more conservative. The more she has been bought out and just like imagine the higher political office she's attained. So you're Senator Kanofka, okay? You're, yes. You're a Democratic senator in Massachusetts, right? That's a very blue state. Yes. Okay. And then and then and then I and then I walk up to you, and I'm like, hello, 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 Senator. Hello. hello, Senator. Would you would you like to um, would you like to continue to win re-election? Would you like uh, you know, would you like some more funding? Uh, I'm from uh, I'm from Big Pharma. Uh, I I, I just need you to uh, change your positions a little bit. You'll have to accept the money, though. What, what, what? And of course, you accept the money because when you're presented all that money, hmm. Especially if you're campaigning and these corporations give you that money, yeah, it's going to influence your positions. That's, I think, that's the number one issue in this country is the fact that we do not have publicly funded elections. Now, I think we've gone down quite a rabbit hole, and if I were in this situation. I'd like to, uh, maybe I could go down the Pete Buttigieg route and say, you know what? Sure, I'll, I'm not going to stop anyone from contributing to my campaign. But we're just going to get to tax you a little more. S- but regardless, regardless, that's besides the point. Um, we've gone down quite a rabbit hole. Yes, 2012, I think. Of whether or not Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders become president. I think if Elizabeth Warren is running... 
or becomes the then nominee. Bernie Sanders steps down if she's more popular. If Bernie Sanders is running, Elizabeth Warren steps down if he's more popular. That's true, and I think Elizabeth Warren would be more popular. I think this is okay. This is Liz's time to shine. I am one hundred percent okay with that. Okay, we 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 have a pretty decent America here. Okay. Yes. Less imperialism. Kind of a boring less, America. Kind of a boring America, but I don't know. It feels like kind of like the 50s never died. Yeah. You know, it's just like a more progressive 50s. Or like, or like the 80s. We're, we're a socially progressive 50s. Okay. Where everything is kind of just like uh, this is a tried and true America. You walk outside. There's the barber shop. There's the movie theater. There's your friends waving at you. This is America, baby. Yeah. But we still have rank corruption, which leaves room for politicians like Warren and Sanders to become more popular. And I think we just gradually get more liberal over time. Yeah. So, yeah. President Elizabeth Warren, 2012. Why not? So, Ronald Reagan getting assassinated in March of 1981 leads to our first female president. In in 2012. With Elizabeth Warren. Yes. And who is Elizabeth Warren's vice president? Probably uh, probably someone a bit more moderate. I was going to say Obama, but like this is if she's a groundbreaking history-making candidate, I don't think she'd put yeah. another groundbreaking history-making person on the ticket. Probably just... hey, hey, Elizabeth! What, what, oh, what, do you think about, what do you think about me? Look, Barack, you understand the political implications as I do. Who's Barack? I'm Joe Biden. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Joe. Um, how are you? I'm vetting my vice presidential candidates, as you know. What? Do you, why do you think you would be a good vice president? Because I'm a family man. I do family things. What? I, I, I had this proposition back in the day, a crime bill. It was fantastic. Under the Dukakis presidency, Mr. Biden? Yeah. And he, and, he, and he signed it. What a, what a nice fella. Anyway, I could be a great vice president for you and for anyone. I'm a, I can work with the Republicans. I can work with Democrats. I'm, I'm a swell guy. I've been in office. That's the problem, Mr. Biden. De- that's the problem. You'd support the big banks? For decades and decades. I fought a guy named Corn Pop once. Who's, excuse me? He was a bad dude. He's a bad and he ran a bunch of bad boys. Go on. Well, you see, they started banging their straight razors on the curb or something. On the curb? On the curb, in the rain barrel. In the rain barrel. They got them rusty. In the rusty. Yeah. And then it points, points the, damn, the darn straight razor at Language, me and says, please. Hey, you. I was a lifeguard in Scranton. And I could have died that day. But you know what? I didn't. And there I am. I bet. I've been in Washington for decades, baby. I think God placed you before me, Mr. Biden. Would you like to be my running mate? Hell yeah, I would. Let's do this, baby. Hey, America! I'm gonna be vice president. Under Isn't it great. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we get a Joe Biden presidency after all. And Warren is a baller oh, responding yeah. to the pandemic. I mean, uh... All the benefits go to the working class of America. Warren does not give a single lick of attention to Amazon and Exxon and the military-industrial complex. We would, oh, and climate change. Oh, 
Oh, I mean, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. I I have criticisms of Warren, but especially Warren of 2012 and give her eight years. Oh, I never thought that we'd see the day where Carlo Andreasi moans at the <laughs> thought of an Elizabeth Warren presidency. Um, and with that, um, I think that's that's it for today's episode. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Political B-Sides. I'm Nick Konopka, and we have been recording this at Point Park Center for Media Innovation. You can find me at Konopka25 on all social media. And you can find me, Carlo Andreasi, at the actual Carlo on all social media. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Let's do this, baby. Spick it a dookie to dockie.